The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. I'm your host, Tim Ash, and today it is my pleasure to... Uh, have as a guest on the program Mike Volpe from HubSpot. Welcome, Mike. Hey, great to be here. Very excited. Now, Mike, uh, you're the CMO of uh, HubSpot, and as you know, I, I'm a, I've been a big fan of of HubSpot over the years. Uh, you and I have spoken together at the Dreamforce event. In fact, I think we're going to reprise that presentation here in August. In yeah, San they, they loved they loved it so much they invited both of us back. I'm really excited about that. I, you know, they didn't bother editing out any of my swear words on the video recording of it, though, so I was a little bit annoyed by that. Oh, well. Um, so tell us a little bit about HubSpot. You guys are kind of a unique company. Yeah, so HubSpot's an all-in-one inbound marketing software company. So we sell software to businesses of all sizes. Uh, we've got almost 5,000 customers now, and our software takes all the different aspects of marketing and the way that you should be doing marketing today and brings it into one system. So, you know, blogging, social media, SEO, landing pages, uh, email marketing, lead nurturing, analytics, all that in one place to make it simple and easy for folks. Okay, so that's, you know, basically um, a problem in our world that there's a lot of great internet marketing tools, but they're all point solutions. There's a best of breed something or other widget that does something very, very narrow. Um, but the problem is, how do you get them to talk to each other? Is that basically what you're trying to solve? That, that's exactly right. And I think there's two things that come along with that. One is just having everything in one place makes it simple, easy, you know, simpler, easier, faster to use. Uh, but then there's some interesting things that you can do once you have all that data in one place. So, for instance, maybe you would want to send a lead nurturing campaign to every one of your leads who also left a comment on your blog. Well, if you're using WordPress plus something like Eloqua plus Google Analytics, you can't really do that. But with something like HubSpot, you can. So, again, I, I think there's a lot of ways to, to add value because you have all the data in one place. You have kind of that unified view of your customers and your leads. Uh, but there's also the huge benefit of just having everything be you know, easier to deal with because it's one system. Well, that, that all sounds you know, wonderful, like you know, marketing nirvana for smaller businesses. But um, do I have to start using all of that functionality day one, or can I ease into it? No, you can definitely ease into it. A lot of our customers sort of start with you know, two or three things and then sort of you know, grow into more of them over time. Um, it's, it's definitely possible to do that. And, and you know, it, it, like all things, it's, it's, a lot of times it's just nice to have it. Like you know, with Microsoft Office, you may not use you know, the Access database that much. But you know what? Someday you might, and it's just sort of good to have. Uh, but certainly having the integrations among like Excel and PowerPoint and things like that are sometimes helpful too. So, yeah. Well, so one of the, the cool things about your company, uh, you guys have had tremendous growth over the last uh, three or four years, is that uh, you kind of, it's self-referential. What I mean by that is the way you do marketing is by using your own software and your own approach and your big advocates and even wrote a book about this inbound marketing notion. Tell us a little more about 
what inbound marketing is. Yeah, so inbound marketing is, is the way we believe the, the world of marketing is moving um, and has moved. I think when you think about the way that people learn about products, research products, you know, shop, buy, and learn uh, today, it's really, really changed, right? So, you know, we have search engines now, and that's, you know, they've been around for a little while, but we have social media, we have blogging, we have mobile devices. So the way that your customers and your potential customers are trying to figure out what products you have and trying to solve their problems has fundamentally changed. And I think that that affects two things. It affects, one, how you actually get found by those customers. So it's no longer you know, the most effective thing just to cold call a ton of people. What you want to do today is making sure that your potential customers are finding you in search engines, they're finding you in social media, you know, they're able to access your content in mobile devices, things like that. And then the second part is you know, further down in the middle of the funnel – you know, your sales reps want to know what's happening with those customers in social media. They want to know if those customers are mentioning, you know, your your company or your competitors in on Twitter or Facebook. They want to know if they're leaving comments on your blog and things like that. So that whole notion of just having a better profile of view of the customer and using the, all that information to better close people, in addition to all using all the tools your customers are using today to kind of attract them to you, that's really what we mean by sort of inbound marketing. Oh, okay, so really, you know, in the past, so I want to draw a couple of distinctions just to make it clear for people. So on, on the one hand, you have kind of outbound marketing, which is broadcast, by advertising, by banner ads, and that stuff's only as good as you're trying to make noise and paying for that for that visibility in effect. Um, and Or you can do outbound, like you say, cold calling via salespeople. Uh, but then the other kind of difference I see here is also just in terms of where sales and marketing tie together. What you're describing is a having a 360-degree view of every touch point everybody, anybody's ever had with you as opposed to just this traditional sales funnel and when they we'll, we'll call a prospect and then we'll try to move them down the funnel kind of thing. We don't really pay attention to the fact that they download white papers or came to our webinar or tweeted about us. Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's exactly it's, it's exactly what I mean. And I, and I think that, you know, the notion of marketing is changing on both of those levels for sure. Okay, well good. So, um, you know, one of the things that you I guess you're trying to address and is uh being everywhere all the time. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about this uh, notion of just kind of content domination. You guys do a great job of that. So uh, what's this approach? When everything's so fragmented, when it's a Tower of, of Babel and people are just going to their specific little ways of getting news and new information, how do you get in front of people? Yeah, so I think it's it's one of those things where as a marketer you need to sort of turn the problem on its head and don't think about it so much of how do you get in front of them, but you try to think about what what are your target customers, you want to think about what are the types of things that they're looking for, um, how do you think that they're looking for them, and then making sure you're doing the right things so you show up in those places. So if you think a lot of your customers are using LinkedIn, then you should be on LinkedIn um, and but fundamentally, what all that boils down to is understanding who those people are, understanding where they're going and how they're searching for information, and then having the right information that's actually useful to them. That's a big part that I think people miss is a lot of times they're just thinking about, well, I need to get in front of them in those places. But the success today of doing inbound marketing right, a lot of it hinges on having good and interesting content that people want to share that should rank highly in search engines, uh, that people want to recommend to their friends. They want to link to that content. So a lot of it really does have to do with content. 
Okay, so in a way, marketing and even the conversion, you know, there's obviously landing page optimization, conversion rate optimization. We think of the, the conversion all the time, but it means different things. What I kind of hear you saying between the lines is it means different things at different stages in the prospect's awareness of your company. So a conversion might be for them just to poke around your site. A conversion might be for them to download a white paper. Conversion isn't necessarily a lead form fill or a sale in an e-commerce catalog. Yeah, I mean, I, I think as, as you want to think about for your own company, you know, what are the right steps along that process? And I think you're right. There's probably, uh, you know, big C conversion events, which is probably filling out a lead form or, you know, putting their credit card information in on an e-commerce site or something like that. But there's probably also smaller conversion events like hitting a detailed product page or watching your product video or, you know, some other things like that for sure. And I, and I think you definitely would want to think about tracking all of those. Yeah, and, and in fact, combining them together, I mean, I think one of the big things that's coming up, even for small businesses, as they start using these kind of marketing automation packages like HubSpot, is uh, lead scoring. You basically, um, at what point is it worth a human being to go talk to the prospect, and, and how do you know if they're ripe? Can you talk to that for, for a minute here? Yeah, sure. I mean, it varies a lot depending on the individual business and sort of what your sales model is. You know, if you have outside sales reps that are really expensive and are doing in-person meetings and things like that, I think the leads need to be much more highly qualified than maybe if you have sort of an inside team that isn't traveling as much and things like that. But I, I think really the key thing is, in addition to sort of figuring out when it's right for your, your company to contact them, is making sure you have all the right pieces of data because I think one of the things we found is really helpful over time is just if you don't know all those right pieces of data, so if you don't have the right information about the customers, you don't have the right inter information about their interaction with your site, you don't have the right information about their interactions in social media or their interactions with your blog, uh, it's hard to get a good lead profile and get a good lead score. So um, to me, it's really about getting the right information, I think, first. Okay, well, I think we're going to explore that after the break. I want to dive down into that in more detail. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. Two, one, booster ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine-friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing AscenderCart. AscenderCart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with AscenderCart. Learn more about what AscenderCart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T dot com. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. 
Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. Uh, this is your host, Tim Ash, with the LPO, Landing Page Optimization, here on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're continuing our conversation with my guest, Mike Volpe, who's the CMO of HubSpot. Uh, Mike, you know, before the break, we were talking about uh, this, this notion of collecting the right kinds of information. So can you give us, well, you know, you guys use yourself as an example often. Um, what types of bits of information are you collecting and then how are you putting them together into larger patterns of uh, a prospect's behavior? Yeah, I, we fundamentally break down the information about any lead into two categories. One category is sort of demographic information, which is information that describes the person or the company where they work. And so it might be how many employees their company has. It might be their title, um, you know, th things like that. Uh, and that information can come from asking people questions on your website in a form. You can also do some appending of that information from other data sources like, you know, uh, Jigsaw or Zoom Info or things like that. Okay, I think you're, you're making some assumptions that our audience may not, not be aware of. So, so when you talk yeah. about a, a pen, there's, there's an email append and database append. Tell us a little more about that. Yeah, so there's services where if you have some information, like you know, if you have Tim Ash and your email address and maybe your company name, there's services that have you know, larger sets of information. So you might be able to add you know, the number of employees that there are at Site Tuners and how long you've been in business and maybe where you're located physically or something like that. Like, there's, there's services that allow you to do that. Um, and, and that's something, especially if it's integrated with your CRM system or your lead management system, those are things that you can try. So that's sort of the first, the first type of information that it's interesting to look at for, for your leads. Okay, besides demographic, what's the other type? Well, the other type is really their engagement. And so how much, you know, how, have they clicked on your website and been to your homepage once? Or have they read every single part about all of your products and services and completely understand it? Have they, you know, so how much time have they spent with your website? How many different maybe offers have they responded to? What are those offers? You know, what's the quality of those offers? Have they just downloaded sort of informational white papers? Or they actually watch a 20-minute video that explains every part of your product? And did they use your pricing configurator and actually create a quote for themselves or things like that? So... Um, you know, the other type of engagement information is around social media, too. So if they asked a question that was you know, trying to compare your product versus someone else's product and asking people for opinions about those, that's a great buying signal as well. So I think that you know, all that type of information really goes to their level of engagement. And then we, we look at our leads sort of in four different buckets. There's sort of you know, high engagement, 
but you know, not a good demographic fit. There's low engagement, not a good demographic fit, and sort of you know, vice versa. So it's sort of a two by two matrix that is high and low engagement and high and low demographic fit. And obviously, you want all of your leads to be in high engagement and high demographic fit, but that isn't always the case, right? So you probably want to avoid the ones that are low engagement and low demographic fit. But I think there's some cases to be made that with the right marketing and sales strategy, you can do something with the people that are maybe high engagement but low fit or the opposite, maybe high fit but low uh, engagement. Yeah, so this is really traditionally where things break down. And I mean, most of your clients are small businesses. Is that right? How would you characterize them? Yeah, I mean, I'd say, you know, at this point, it's really businesses of all sizes. But yeah, we definitely have a lot of small businesses in addition to some bigger companies, too. Okay, but so the, traditionally what happens is, again, you know, you have the small business uh, entrepreneur and they say, well, if, if I could just get them on the phone, I can close them, right? But um, that's actually not true and uh, you waste a lot of time dealing with uh, unqualified bozos and giving them free advice and free consulting and proposals and quotes that never lead anywhere. And really this is more talking to the uh, – they weren't ripe in the first place category, right? They had low engagement, but they happened That's to right. call in and, and you, you just jumped all over them. So you have to have a little more discipline in the middle of the funnel and making sure they're ripe. How do you kind of lead score and decide uh, when someone merits uh, human contact, if you will? Well, I mean, fundamentally, it's an economic decision of, you know, what is that time and effort on the phone and that sales time and effort cost you? versus what's the probability that that person's actually going to close. And so I, I think that the one thing that sometimes people forget is if you have more leads and you've got a decent way of filtering and scoring them by some of these criteria, then having more leads always makes every problem better, right? Because you're no longer sort of going down to that second echelon of leads that are maybe less likely to close. And hopefully you're only selling to people that are both great, a great fit for what you sell and have high engagement as well. Um, but there's also, you know, you can also think about trying to, you know, raise the engagement level of people through different types of nurturing and different types of, um, uh, you know, sort of different content techniques and working within social media and things like that too. Okay, well, let's let's kind of switch gears to that because that that's important. Okay, see, I think we've determined that if they get enough engagement with you, if they download enough white paper, spend enough time on your site, watch a webinar or two that you've created, then they probably you know do deserve to be talking to to a person. Uh, but how do you nurture that middle of the funnel? I want to talk a little bit more about kind of the notion of marketing automation and setting up rules and triggers and you know, tickling people occasionally that aren't quite ready yet. Uh, how do you, you know, kind of bump them down the middle of that marketing funnel? Yeah, and I think I think the the way to think about it is <clears throat> you want to maintain some level of contact with those folks without having that contact have to be necessarily you know a face to face meeting or, or a phone call. So you need to have the right content to communicate with those people. So whether it's more educational you know eBooks or white papers or videos, and then you need to get the right piece of content to them at the right time. So. For someone who maybe filled out a landing page in your site that has to do with a specific product line, you know, sending them maybe some case studies about companies that use that specific product line or people that are in their specific industry or things like that, um, you know, and having those scheduled out over a regular basis over, you know, 
a couple weeks or a couple months just to make sure that they've got, you know, you're sort of staying top of mind. Um, they're starting, you know, they're continuing to think about you. Hopefully they're reading some of that content and consuming that, some of that content and coming back to your site. You can start to build that engagement. And then you know, by the way, too, the opposite. <clears throat> if they're not coming back to your site and they're not engaging with that content, then you know that they're probably not very engaged and not very interested in what you're selling. Okay, so I just want to emphasize, this sounds like you have to, you know, on a custom basis, you know, figure out, you know, find out who's coming and then keep track of them. But really, we're talking about doing this in an automated fashion. So you basically, as I understand it, would sit down, map out, okay, if somebody hasn't opened any of my emails in the last six months, then I should increase the email frequency to them or something like that or send them a different sequence of emails. But you basically map out an automated set of actions and triggers and move these people from either low interest to high interest by your definition and then do different things according to the bucket they're in. Is that right? Yeah, I'd 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 say fundamentally that's basically right. I think that, uh, yeah, I I I think that's a great way of thinking about it. So, so um, one other notion that I I wanted to explore after our next break here is the notion of recycling because I think you guys are excellent recyclers. Um, But uh, before we go to break, I just also want to say. Are you some kind of bottom-dwelling sea scavenger? Because I've heard rumors to that effect, Mike. Uh, Yeah. We'll we'll explore this after we come back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. They are a part of an industry that makes tens of billions of dollars every year. People hang on to their every word of their business strategy, even the prepositions. These are the internet millionaires you have read about and whose secrets you would love to learn. They are the most inspiring and intriguing people in affiliate marketing. When I want to build relationships with the best and brightest minds in affiliate marketing amongst lush tropical surroundings, I come to AFCON 2011 Miami. AFCON 2011 Miami, October 13th through 15th at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle in Miami, Florida. Register and learn more at AFCONEvents.com. AFFCONEvents.com. Come, my friends, to AFCON 2011 Miami. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. 
AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, I am thrilled to have my buddy Mike Volpe, the CMO of HubSpot. Uh, Mike, I, I understand you're you're quite the Jacques custodian. I guess that's a combination of janitor and seafaring dude. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It was it was a while back, but a friend and I once, um, you know, basically salvaged a, a sailboat. It was like a twenty five foot sailboat that had been sunk in about thirty feet of water. Uh, and ended up rebuilding the whole thing, and actually were able to make it seaworthy eventually. So I'm 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 a much better marketer than I am shipbuilder, but I was able to, to we were able to actually get that done. No, Mike, yeah, it takes some stones to do something like that. I mean, you're a high school kid. How do you even get a a sailboat that's mired in 30 feet of muck uh, underwater up to the top? You know, it's uh, you hopefully you have the right people and the right connections, which uh, which we did at the time, uh, and we're able to get a little bit of help from a couple folks on that part of it because that that's obviously a really difficult project. And then, uh, you know, from there it was it was a, a few months of rebuilding and lots of sanding, and uh, it was a lot of hard work. But it was nice to do something outside, nice to do something with your hands once in a while. Yeah, so I, I'm guessing no buried treasure, or we wouldn't be talking right now, right? No, yeah, no. I mean, luckily, I'm a better marketer than I am shipbuilder, so I get to keep my day job. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I want to come back to something um, you know that, and I I think is is kind of the brilliant part of your strategy. When I was in graduate school, my um, PhD advisor had this concept of minimum publishable unit. He said this is the amount of how little you can tweak an existing research paper and get it republished in another scientific journal. Um, and, you know, that always kind of stuck with me. Uh, maybe add a table, maybe uh, change the title of it, maybe add a little new information, and boom, you got a new published paper. Um, you guys do that really well. I remember when I did a webinar with you um, a few months ago, I think that basically turned into 15 or 20 different content and touch point opportunities for you. Can you kind of walk us through that recycling process? You know, it, it's so key, and I think a lot of, uh, especially small and mid-sized businesses, worry that they're not going to be able to create the volume of content that you need to sort of do inbound marketing effectively. And I think you're right. You need to become a good recycler of content. And uh, we try to do a lot of that because otherwise it just becomes so much work. And so we're constantly taking a look at our inventory of content, so maybe some of our older ebooks and white papers and webinars, and thinking about updating them because... There's a lot of them that we do that you know we'll do on almost an annual or maybe every six-month basis. And if you update it, it's new information. And don't forget that your audience has grown and changed. So even, even tweets 
or um, uh, to some degree blog articles, if you add enough in new information, all the people that are paying attention to you today, there's all those new people, hopefully, because hopefully that base is growing. They've never heard about your old stuff. So we even will actually do social media posts to some of our older but better content. So some of our sort of classics from the HubSpot blog, you know, maybe it was an article published a year ago. We may tweet about that today because we have, you know, 10 or 20,000 new followers on Twitter that have never heard about that article. So it's great something to share sort of with them. So, yeah, you really need to recycle your content. It's really yeah, important. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, to um, – the reason that it works is because we're all running around with, like chickens with our heads cut off and we can't remember what we had for breakfast. And even the people that maybe did read that blog post a year ago, in a way it's kind of new news because so much stuff has in the meantime you know, pushed that off of their front page that it's almost like seeing it for the first time. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I think that, I think that could definitely be true. Uh, and especially if you maybe tweak something or provided an update or maybe updated some data or something like that, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And we, and we get very little, you know, as long as you could, you're always providing value with the content, we get very little, you know, feedback that people have a problem with that. Um, so it seems like it's working. Yeah, it's kind of like when, when you're on the speaker circuit, all the other speakers that, that speak at other conferences say, oh, man, there's Tim Ash doing his same old crap again. But they have to realize that for the audience, 95% of the audience hasn't heard it or at least doesn't remember having heard it. So, yeah, I mean, I think I've heard your presentation probably at least five times. And yet every time I go, it's like there's all these people in the audience that love it and they're clapping and they're totally digging what you're saying. And I need to remind myself that they haven't heard it the five times I've heard it, right? Yep, exactly. Uh, and, you know, we're keyed into certain signals. Most people, like I said, don't really care that much about uh, what you're trying to push at them. Uh, let, well, let's talk about the specifics of the recycling, though, because uh, there was the webinar registration that we did. That, that got tweeted about. That got Facebooked. Um, and then there was the replay of the webinar, which was a video you made, right? Yep. And then there was a transcript of the webinar, which was just a, in written format. And then there was yep. the ebook about the webinar, which was basically the transcript dressed up, as far as I could tell, uh, and so on, right? And so Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. It's, and, and the thing is, people like to consume content in different ways. So the same person that will watch a 30- you know, or a 60-minute video uh, might not be interested in a text-heavy document, but someone who actually just wants to read you know, at their own pace, either skimming fast or reading reading slow, you know, m much more of a transcript format, they may not enjoy the actual video because the thing about video is it's hard to watch it faster than the pace of the video. So I, I think it's really about providing your content in lots of different formats. So, I mean, you, you do a lot of this as well, right? I mean, here we are, you know, we're doing, this is an audio program. I know you do live speaking. You guys do all sorts of, you know, online publications and things like that as well. And you blog and all those things. Uh, I think having all that different formats of content is really important. And just you know, and what people need to remember is every single one of those different formats of content doesn't need to be unique either. You can take the same, you know, webinar or interview or whatever it is and publish it multiple places in multiple different formats. Yeah, well, uh, in some small way, uh, they say imitation is the sincerest form of, of flattery. So, you know, we uh, one day when we grow up, we aspire to be as good of an inbound marketer as you guys already are. Um, so, Mike, if, if folks want to get a hold of you, are there conferences or events that HubSpot uh, people are going to be talking at? Uh, what's the best way to reach you directly? Tell us what's new and exciting. 
Yeah, sure. So um, most of my social media profiles and everything are at hubspot.com slash Mike Volpe. Uh, and so people can connect with me there on you know <laughs> almost every possible network. I probably need to add my Google Plus profile there. Uh, and then as far as conferences, there's three big events that are coming up. You mentioned Dreamforce, which I'll be speaking at uh, actually in a, in a couple sessions, I believe. So the one with you, which we're going to uh, reprise, which will be fantastic. Uh, and then I've got another one as well. And that's out in San Francisco, uh, the end of August. Like it starts August 29th. And then in September, I think like September 12th is Inbound Marketing Summit. And that's in Boston. Uh, and I'll be there as well. And then the companion event to that, which is the HubSpot User Group Summit, uh, starts, I think, September 14th, also in Boston, uh, and I'll be there as well. So, um, you know, certainly those places, or I'm all over Twitter, and, and you know, just, I, I'm easy to find online, which is the whole goal, right, Tim? Exactly. Be omnipresent and uh, put out good content. Thanks very much, Mike. I appreciate you being on the program and sharing with our listeners. Uh, tune in next time for more thought-provoking conversation with conversion thought leaders. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. <laughs>